Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 137 of the Dorksman Podcast. I am Collector Clint. I'm Nate. <laughs> and we have a guest with us today. I'll let him introduce himself. Hi, uh, I'm Phil, also known as Penn State Phil. Uh, I regularly join Clint on Tuesday night for Nintendo Scream Nights. Hey, to, to clarify, Phil usually hosts Tuesday night game nights, nerdy night game night. So uh, thank you for doing that, Phil. We, we have a good time playing. We'll we'll pitch that in a little later. But in the meantime, just to get some housekeeping out of the way, the underscore dorksman is where you can follow us on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram. I think it's the dot dorksman on TikTok. There's been nothing there, but I did make a TikTok just for the sake of having a TikTok. Oh, why? <laughs> just to do it. We also have a MySpace. I have no idea what the account number is for that, though. So <laughs> That's more uh, our speed is the MySpace. Oh, yeah, right. I, I feel the like LinkedIn I, I, for the dorksman. LinkedIn. <laughs> Only one friend, and it's Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Even Tom won't be our friend. It's kind of sad. I was like, I'm out, guys. I'm, I'm globetrotting right now. I ain't going to have time for this. He sold it. He's good. Yeah, exactly. Um, dorksman Bingo dot com or po- i think it's as a podcast bingo.com slash the dorksman from andrew newbeardland of the toy rewind podcast and the brothers newland if you want to play some bingo while you're listening to this please do and check that out and i think that's all the housekeeping i feel like oh no i one more thing of course we are part of cross the streams media network make sure you guys are checking that out cross the streams media.com so many podcasts more podcasts being added but there's already quality content up there Many of guests from those podcasts have been on other shows of ours and uh, vice versa. So please make sure to check them all out. Anyway, I think that's our for our quick intro. So I will dive into our one of my favorite segments is hashtag Ask the Dorksman. Make sure you guys are asking questions whenever they pop into your head on usually on Twitter. You can do it on Instagram or anywhere else, but more likely you'll see it on Twitter. But thank you for all those who have asked questions thus far. Please keep them coming. And speaking of the Brothers Newland, the oldest, Mike has a question for us he asks what what's one interaction between two mcu characters you would have liked to have seen that never happened his answer i would have liked to have seen spider-man slash peter parker and agent colson interact with each other okay since i'm nate i wanted to see the hulk and the hulk interact with each other hulk from the mcu and then hulk from pre-mcu i want those two hulks to interact with the uh with the multiverse stuff happening you never know i don't know that's a stupid answer good thing nate's not on here because that's what he would have said probably um (laughs) i was kind of confused about the question like does he mean because he's talking in the past tense does he mean like something that we can't see as a possibility anymore or just that we haven't seen yet and we would still like to see it i think i think you take it any way you want to be honest the way he phrased it i took it as in something that couldn't happen anymore but with the multiverse stuff, who says I can't? So I personally, I kept trying to find somebody for Korg to be with because Korg is one of my favorite Marvel characters. Period. <laughs> okay. End of discussion. And I just thought it'd be absolutely hilarious if somehow Korg and Nick Fury got stuck together on a car ride <laughs> across the Midwest, like like. Any other form of transportation is just... Hell, maybe they're stuck on a train. I don't know, a Greyhound bus. Something where they're in close quarters, can't get away from each other. Because I can see Korg's just personality just getting on Fury's nerves. And I would just love Fury to blow up and for it to be R-rated. Or even PG-13. And, and finally Samuel L. Jackson gets to use his one F-word in a Marvel movie. And it's to curse curse Korg out. Hmm. Okay. Well, Korg's well, on a train instead of uh, sticks on a, on a plane. That's right. 
<laughs> mother effing Korgs on this mother effing train. No, you can't say it twice, then it's R-rated. I, I, I D-rated it. I didn't say I said effing. I'm saving my one for later, too, I'm These sure. melon farming. Yeah. <laughs> this, is what it finds, this is what it feels like to find a stranger in the Alps. Yes. <laughs> That's nice big that, Lebowski call yes. out. Thank you. That's, uh, yeah. Anyway. Bill, do you have an answer to this question? Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember if this actually already happened, but I'd like to see like the OG Ant Man uh, chilling with uh, Tony Stark. So I, I forget. It, obviously not um, the Ant Man that's part of the Avengers, but the 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 older character um, kind of team up in like a super science kind of thing. So uh, the one played by Michael Douglas. Correct. Okay. Whose character's huh. name? I'm sure I could Google really quick. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not Scott Lang is who it is now, uh, or who's Hank Pym. Oh, Hank Pym, thank you. That's Pym the one. I was yeah. trying to get there. Yes. Yeah, I know but. they showed some flashback stuff from when he was Ant Man when he was with um, Howard. When he was with Howard, and when right. he was on that mission with uh, his wife. I know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah. Uh, Janet Van Dyne. Yeah, that sounds right. Am I thinking of the name right? Yeah, yeah could be. Right. We're just going to go with that, even if that's not correct. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, yeah. Um, her character, uh, where they were stuck, but I don't remember him interacting with anybody else um, in those in those flashback type of scenes. No, and that would have been cool to have him in there, maybe when they were doing the time travel discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, I, with, then they with used like the... Professor Hulk too. That would have yeah. been cool. And didn't they have? Weren't they using? And this is I need to go back and watch all these, but weren't they using the prim particle anyway? Yes, they were. So I mean I know he was kind of you know dusted at the time, but could have kept him in there for that. Oh wait a minute, kind of dusted. (laughs) He's either dusted or he's not dusted. There was no kind of dusted. Well, you know his foot was still there. I don't know. Yeah, semi dusted. Fair, fair enough. All right. Um, It's funny you say Ant Man because that's who I was actually thinking of. I thought it would be cool. This was pre Ant Man, but I thought it'd be cool to have Ultron on Ant Man interact just because Ultron will look at him and say, "Are you one of mine? You look like me," kind of thing. So. Um, that was kind of where my head went when I first thought that question. Originally, I wanted—I was thinking of the biggest one, the Hulk versus, or not versus, but along with Ant-Man. But of course, they have that interaction about tacos. So that wasn't uh, something I could actually say. So anyway, Mike, uh, thank you for the question and for answering the question. We always appreciate hearing what you have to say. Anybody who wants to find that post and also respond, we would not argue with you. In fact, we would appreciate it. Our second question comes from the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Night Bodega on Twitter. Manny, he asks, what song gets you moving, singing, and grooving inside of a car? His answer is Mr. Brightside by The Killers. I'm going to be really Southern right now, and I'm going <laughs> to yeah, say... now. Fri- oh, uh, okay, okay, Clint. Okay, <laughs> just because today's your, your national holiday doesn't mean you get to be mean to me. That's right, we're recording this on 420, which of course is National Cold Brew Day, so I'm having a great it time. It is, it is. Um, I personally love Garth Brooks, and I love country, 90s country, especially 80s country too. Uh, and Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks is always one that i've got to sing along to or, or really pretty much any of the upbeat garth brooks songs so those those will be the ones that'll get me going but that's the first one i thought of when okay. i saw that question i mean solid answer i i by the way i really want to drive up next to you and see you singing oh <laughs> I know it's going crazy, but, um anyway how about you phil uh, yeah, no, it's funny. When you sent me this, I was uh, just driving my dog to the dog park, and I was rocking out. Um, 
all my life by the Foo Fighters. Ah, it's got song. like that really great build section yes. in the middle. You know what I mean? Yes. And uh, yeah, just drumming on the steering wheel, mm-hmm. rocking out. Uh, just a kind of right from the beginning all the way through the end. It, it just kicks ass. I so. I actually agree. Uh, Foo Fighters, I've realized lately, have a bunch of songs that do that slow build up. Like "Let It Die" is another one. Um, and I'm I'm with you. Uh, you know, shout out to Taylor and the drums on that. We'll, uh, always miss him, but good choice, good choice. Um, I'm kind of gonna go off the beaten path a little bit. I know probably you guys are expecting me to also say a Foo Fighters song. I'm kind of gonna go that route. I just recently, and this is this is bad on me. So anybody listening who's a fan, I'm sorry. Um, recently, finally got around to listening to the Sound City soundtrack, and the last song on there is called Mantra. It's seven minutes long, and exactly kind of the same thing Phil was talking about. It it, it gets going, and then it gets going, 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 stops, starts building back up, going, 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 going. It's a seven minute song too, so it's not like an offspring song where it's over in two minutes after you finally get going. But uh, I've really enjoyed that song lately, and that's going to be my choice is Mantra from the Sound City soundtrack. And the reason I say that's kind of off the beaten tra- tra- uh, path is Dave Grohl is singing on that specific track for that album. So I want to I want to have an honorable mention because yeah. the way Manny worded it, it made it sound like it was like when you're in the car by yourself. Um, but if I'm in the car with the family and Bohemian Rhapsody comes on, that gets everybody singing just like the Wayne's World scene. Sure. But, but I, I went with solo, but but I got to give an honorable mention to to group uh, going to Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Well, I, I agree, first of all, and I like the whole song, but I know a lot of people don't like it for the singing along part until it gets to that a little after halfway when it actually starts getting into really rocking versus the kind of slow mama killed a man. Kind yeah, of part. yeah, 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 yeah. But, but we I, sing yeah. along to that part, the whole thing. Awesome. Right. I, I miss my hair because that's, you know, the headbanging <laughs> classic right there. Oh, I have oh, video to now. prove. Oh, is another, another uh, kind of good banger from the beginning to the end. What is that? Don't Stop Me Now. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Queen's got a lot of good uh, good songs like that. But I'm, yeah. I'm just thinking in the car, and I was thinking, you know mm-hmm. what? Like, when that song comes on, the family, just we just all just go all out on it. That's awesome, actually. I didn't know that. That's yeah. uh, Your family just went up a notch in my book there, Joey. <laughs> Oh, so they were down pretty low, huh, Clint? No, I was going to say, they weren't down low. I I didn't think I needed to say that, but they went even up higher. It wasn't. (laughs) I'm just going to stop. Anyway, Manny, fantastic question. Thank you for asking. And actually, it's a nice little prelude into what we're going to be talking about today. Speaking of man, myths, and legend, we're talking about a guy who's been rocking for five decades now? Golly, no, that can't be right, huh? Four, maybe? No, I think it's at least 70s. Oh, golly. Now I feel super old, man. Yeah, but we are talking about the one, the only, weird Alfred Yankovic. Uh, This is a topic that is near and dear, at least to fill in my heart. But I think everyone, I almost think everyone has some kind of Weird Al story or at least a song that really makes them smile or captures their attention. Um, It it is my feeling. So the the reason we originally are going to talk about this is, of course, there was a recently announced Roku film and uh roku film that just sounds funny it does I, I, and, and it's the roku part it's like i almost feel <laughs> weird saying it um what was, was it on was it on family guy they were talking about roku and they're like oh they said our name like we're a big tech company yeah <laughs> um but anyway there's there's a film coming out about the man which by the way if you guys ever are interested on funny or die they kind of already did it to be honest with you uh aaron paul 
plays the role of Weird Al Yankovic, and uh, it's fantastic. So I would recommend checking out funnierdies.com version of the, the documentary is called "Quote Unquote Weird." Okay, to get sidetracked for just a second, but it's really back to what you said. You were correct. It was 1976 is when his first comedy song uh, was aired, and that was another so, one. Rides the bus. Yeah, probably on Doctor Demento. Uh, yeah, sounds sounds right. Um, I didn't I didn't find that. Fair enough. Yet. I'm sure that's what it is. Because what's funny about that is, first of all, it's it's literally him playing the accordion, and it's his now drummer, uh, Bermuda Schwartz. Is that his last name? Yep. Yeah. Schwartz. Schwartz. Excuse me. And he's playing just, and he's literally beatboxing, like he's literally just hitting the box, and that's the whole song. <laughs> Who knew that song would spark what is now? What's crazy about Weird Al? And I think you guys will agree with this is, like I said, he's been around for five decades, but his shows now are more popular than I think they've ever been. Would you agree with that? Uh, I think it's yeah, one of I those. Mean, I'm no, sorry, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. I was just uh, actually, I'm, I'm checking Wikipedia right here. The, the the first song that he put on Dr. Demento is called Belvedere Cruisin'. Believe the it first, or not. The first wow. parody song was My Bologna. Yeah. From Doctor on Doctor Demento. That's what it said. Yeah. Another, one. another one rides the bus was nineteen eighty three. My belonging oh. was nineteen seventy nine. Okay, well then I stand corrected and, and proudly. Thank you. You're right. That makes sense. But anyway, uh yeah, I mean it's it's hard to say. It's definitely I think it's interesting because a lot of the shows that I go to, uh I mean I went to like a ZZ Top show a while ago and it felt like very similar vibe wise to Weird Al in the idea that there were, you know, three generations of people enjoying the same music so um that's that's kind of i think the appeal uh since he's had such a long career that uh people go and they they want to hear some of the classics from the 70s 80s and 90s and then they want to hear the new stuff and then uh sometimes he'll just do uh pure covers like polka style um mm-hmm. so yeah i mean it's really kind of <laughs> A little bit of humor for for whatever kind of Weird Al fan you are, you can find at his shows. Um, yeah, just, just to add to what Phil was saying, I was just going to say, I think he's had, like you said, such a long career at this point. If you trace it back to that 76, we're talking about nearly 50 years at this point, you know, 46 years if my math's correct and it's just he's been able to build up such a large following you know you have new generations that are getting exposed to to his music uh along the way i don't know though if i would make the argument he's more popular now as far as you know what comes out it's it his his career kind of ebbs and flows as it talks about like mainstream you know like he'll have something that'll come up every now and then that'll kind of bring him back you know into popularity uh maybe every I don't know, four to five years or something like that. But it just depends on what, what year it is that you're talking about. Is he as popular as he once was? Well, what year is it? <laughs> well, here's my argument to why. Okay. Uh, I've seen him in show in concert at least five times. I, I'm thinking more, actually, like six or seven. Mm-hmm. And, and part of the reason I've been able to see him that many times is in the 90s, he was at the Colorado State Fair where tickets were 20 bucks, easy to get, seats were great, etc. But now he's selling out like the big venues. Phil and I saw him right be- right before COVID. Is that right? I think so. Anyway, right, we was saw- this the the first incarnation of the ridiculously ill advised self indulgent vanity tour? That's the one that was at Red Rocks that he sold out and was with the Colorado Symphony. So 
right. My, that's what kind of my point is like, and those tickets weren't cheap. Those tickets were not $20. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I almost feel like he's gotten more popular or, and I agree with you, Joey, it's been more waves, but right now he's definitely riding a high wave of popularity. If he's selling out venues like that. Yeah. I, I can't disagree with that either. And, and, you know, he's been, you know, trying to promote the movie, which I think will kind of help bring it back to the forefront again but it's it's hard to compete with with 80s and 90s weird al just as far as the depth of the catalog and the popularity with all the parodies that he did so i, I we're probably arguing apples and oranges I'm, I'm i'm just trying to say i guess maybe his his catalog was more solid through the 80s and 90s if that makes sense but maybe I, yeah. as far as more appealing to more people again because he's built up more fans then then yes that's probably correct for now 2022 sure. Well, here's here's the deal too with him. So, and this could go. This goes back to the '70s and '80s. He probably was doing mostly music. He still did one of those some of those interviews he does. But as time's gone on, he's done a lot of other things, including you know being an executive director. He's directed stuff himself. Um, I, I'm just thinking now how many TV shows, movies, and so on he just shows up in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, like like I was watching Pete the Cat with my daughter the other day, and he shows up as the Wawa Weasel. You know, I didn't expect him to. I don't know. <laughs> there the he Wawa is. Weasel. He's, he's, that's his name, and he's this weird, wacky artist character, and it works. You know, so he um, uh, he did vocals in a Portugal the Man song. Yeah, uh, pretty recently. I think it was 2020. Uh, and it's like what Weird Al is collaborating, collaborating on a serious song with Portugal the Man. Like that, I did not expect. Either. Well, so so one thing I really want to I, I wanted to make sure to mention while we were talking about Weird Al today is the man. Um, the man is actually a wonderful musician. Like I know we know all his parodies, and they're funny, and they're right. well written, and they're. I mean, you go see him live; they're well played by the band, and they're. He's a performer. He's got the choreographer and everything, but. He actually has some solid songs that are not remakes, that are not a parody, that are 100% genuine to him. You know, like he actually has, in my at least in my opinion, some legit, some legit stuff that he could do without having to parody somebody. Yeah. Now that's his stick, and it's worked. And I mean, if you're you've lasted 50 years doing this, and you're more popular now than ever, you're doing something right. But like like uh, Phil, know I'm talking about like Skipper Dan. Skipper Dan is like, it might be my favorite Weird Al song. It's up there for sure. And I, Joe, you might be thinking, what the hell is Skipper Dan? Yep. Uh, yeah, and that's fair because it's not a parody song. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a song he wrote about how he has this acting career when he was young that then ended him up being the, the tour guide on the safari ride at Disneyland. <laughs> but it, so even his original songs are generally stylistic parodies so that one i i would say is a stylistic parody of weezer i'd agree with that i would definitely agree with that um, uh, just just like uh his song germs is a stylistic parody of nine inch nails well um, dare to be stupid is devo i mean exactly you could, well but you... that's a that's a straight up parody of dare to be different by Devo. Oh, is it? I thought that was an original that he just changed or nope. that he made, but in that style. Okay. So yeah, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> you can help tell me. So I guess with all that, since we've talked about a little bit before we get in any further, why don't we talk about some of our favorite songs? In fact, uh, if, we, if you think of them, let's do top four um, to keep our Mount Rushmore style going. Um, I, I really like um, Amish Paradise. I think it's one of my favorite ones that he's done. It's it's 
I know y'all are going to be upset, but it's the only CD that I ever purchased of his, like the full, full-blown CD. I'm not upset How about that. You. Clint's probably like, I have every CD he ever made. I do not. I cassette, do not. A-track, vinyl? I do, I do have a couple. Oh, I don't have any vinyl. I do have a couple cassettes. I have a number of CDs, but I, I'm not going to I'm, I'm not gonna bash you for not buying them <laughs> for one. In fact, I might even applaud you because I don't want people, and I've probably said this before, buying albums for one song. I told you about when I worked at the record store and Uncle Cracker was out and people listened to that one song and then they came and bought the album and tried to return it. I'm like, I can't take it back, guys. You opened it. Sorry. Well, you know, it, it's weird. I know we're off on a little tangent, but it wouldn't be us if we weren't. Right. Um, I still remember, and I, I'm sure most of our listeners do, because it's not like we've got like the young hip generation. So before the ability to buy just one song you wanted on iTunes, for example, you know, we did have the option either on cassette or CD just to get like that one popular song, mm-hmm. which came usually with like an instrumental version of it. Uh, some other random, you know, other song that the record company just wanted to push. And it was like three songs just on the CD or the cassette. So I still remember those days of being able to do that as an option. Oh, yeah. Um, but, okay, so Amish Paradise is definitely up there. It's 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 probably one of the top, my top ones, if, if not the uh, favorite one. Um, off that same album, I'd probably make an argument for Gump. Ah, uh, yes. The parody of Lump uh, by Presidents of the United States. Um, and then the other two are going to kind of be obvious ones that just, you know, are kind of the popular ones, which is Eat It, uh, the Beat It uh, parody. And then Fat, uh, another Michael mm-hmm. Jackson parody of Bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I guess I'm kind of, you know, taking the sissy way out of kind of picking some of the more popular ones but i mean hey they're popular for a reason so exactly exactly yeah, okay. yeah. So um, that's no, exactly no one could fault you with those nope yeah not at all. i'm gonna i'm gonna give an honorable mention to white and nerdy <laughs> just because i think it's so ridiculous well what's funny turn that song around into something like that you guys wikipedia me right how old is he? he's in the 70s right uh, he was born quite. in 50 something no, I, I think he's in his early 60s. 62. 62. Yeah. So I, I'm horrible at age, so no offense. Speaking of Wikipedia, I want to correct myself. Apparently, uh, the one that I thought uh, that Dare to be Stupid was a straight parody. It's not. So you were right that it is a stylistic parody. But either way, still but, yeah. still the same argument. Great. So where I was going with that, though, is you know Phil and I saw him a few years ago. And he's when he comes out and does white nerdy, he still comes out on that segue. He's still, you know, doing <laughs> the moves. Like he's an entertainer and it's blatantly obvious and it's very entertaining. He's no got a segue. Yeah, and it's I mean, I mean that segue's awesome. And I don't know if you guys have ever driven a segue. They're not as easy as you think they might be. So he's got that down. So my point is though, <laughs> he's in his sixties, but he's still performing exactly like he did when he was in his forties, because he even does his high kicks still, you know. I mean Man, Matt, you know, him and Paul Rudd must know where the Fountain of Youth is, and I need to go find it. Find it quick. Yeah, or, 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 you know, Paul's listening to this, so Paul, just hook us up, man. Just tell us. I mean, I don't want that much of it. Just a little, just a tad, just a bit. Anyway, um, solid picks. I, I have no no argument or disagreement with those. In fact, uh, I mean, beat it and bad, or uh, fat, fat, excuse me. I mean, those those made his career. It's hard to argue either one of those, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, he still performs fat to this day, too. And, of course, he comes out in the fat suit and, uh, you know, does the crotch grabs and everything the, else. The costume oh, changes are incredible. Uh, it, the, the one thing that he hasn't done on the ridiculously self uh, 
indulged, ill-advised vanity tour is uh, he doesn't do all the crazy costume changes and stuff like that. He's doing more of a stripped down, like fan service kind of thing. But, I thought you were going to say uh, a strip show. I mean, yeah, he yes, he's been doing a strip show. He strips uh, down. What? <laughs> yeah, but no. On his on his traditional shows, he'll go through. I'm sure at least eight or nine costume yeah. changes, uh, including the full fat suit for fat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just anything. It, 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 they'll they'll show like little clips of like things from the Weird Al show mm-hmm. or uh, his movie UHF mm-hmm. while he's going through the change, and it's not more than one or you know a minute and a half and two minutes. Right, uh, and then he's back on stage in a brand new outfit, ready to go. So he must have a pretty incredible team uh, backstage, getting him out of one costume and into another in oh yeah, no time flat, no time flat. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And I, I mean, we're talking. I mean, we're not. It'd be one thing if he was like changing his coat, <laughs> you know, what yeah. I mean? but, <laughs> yeah, um, the fat suit. <laughs> right, he's got the fat suit. He comes out for Amish Paradise in full right. Amish attire. He comes out in. Um, of course, you know, white and nerdy. We talked about on the segue, or, or uh, it comes out in a Jedi robe. Yes, uh, for the saga continues. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he's, he's got he's got a plethora of changes. A plethora. I like that That's word. Right. I like that word too. That's why I wanted to use it. <laughs> All right, why don't you take us uh, take us give us the real fan service there, Phil? Tell us uh, tell us what you like. Oh man! Uh, so I like some of the weird. I mean, obviously the the Michael Jackson covers are some of my favorites. We're not but, saying uh, okay. Let me be clear though. You you can like stuff. Just I want your top four. Right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Albuquerque. I had a is, feeling you were gonna pick that. Is gonna be one of them. Okay. Uh, and I, Albuquerque, and I, if you're not aware, is I think it's like close to ten minute long. Yep. Uh, just rambling song about about a time when Weird Al ended up in Albuquerque. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think it's... I, let me put it this way. It's not accurate, but it, it's just this long, rambling, insane story uh, that revolves around the city of Albuquerque. And uh, it's great just because it gets weirder and weirder and oh weirder. God, yes. And and it kind of like builds up into the end where they're just like screaming Albuquerque and it's great. And you're trying to spell uh, it, but nobody knows how. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they give what? up after the U. No, we're out of bear claws. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, so that, that would pick. be one that, I, and for a while I tried to learn the entire uh, lyrics, but I, I kind of gave up eventually. Uh, it, it's just too long. Uh, another one that I love a little older would be uh, the Money for Nothing Beverly mm, Hillbillies cover. From UHF. Fantastic oh, choice. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's, uh, that's great a great cover one. of The Dire Straits. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't realize this, but Mark Knopfler, the, uh, the front man, mm-hmm. re-recorded his guitar tracks for the songs. So he, he actually played his guitar tracks for that song for Al. So that was pretty cool. That's that is rad. pretty cool. That's really uh, cool. Yeah. Um. Let's see. <laughs> what I, I, it's like I also want to. We'll give you honorable mentions too. I know, right? Like I want to mention like one of the polkas, just because it's like they're also great. Uh, and that, I mean, that's that's kind of where he got his start. So, oh, absolutely. Right. Well, I still uh, love. Uh, I, I mean, love how. Um, uh, it's it's John Oliver when he's like, "Listen, we're in America. I know, I know. There's like four people that could play the accordion: three fat guys from Germany and one weird Al Yankovic." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 
I would probably have to say Poka Your Eyes Out from off the deep end uh, if I had to pick one. That's got like uh, Billy Idol, Suzanne Vega, B-52s, R.E.M., uh, Metallica. I mean, it's just like a great assortment of 80s and 90s music uh, in Poka form. Mm -hmm. Uh, And let's see. If I had to pick one more. (laughs) And you do. And I do. <laughs> you kind of do. Yeah. Uh, You're in luck. Maybe I, I think I'd go with Yoda, uh, but especially the live version because yeah. he gets the entire crowd singing Yoda with him. Yeah. Uh, sometimes he throws in this weird chant during the chorus where Ooga, like him Ooga, and the Ooga, band. Ooga, yeah. 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 And the whole dance uh, that goes with it too. Exactly. And they have it like so well rehearsed. Uh, so I would say not necessarily uh, my favorite song to listen to, like on an album, but live, I think it's one of his best songs. Yeah, no, uh, and, and it's funny to, to give an impression. First of all, if you get a chance to see him, don't pass it up. I mean, even if you don't know his songs, you're going to recognize where they're coming from, or a lot of them are coming from. But then at the same time, he, like I've mentioned, he's such an entertainer and a performer. You will not go home disappointed. And that chant when they do that is really fun because not to give the whole game away, but if you don't know this by now, it, it's old news, I'm sure. When he comes out, he usually does his encore. He comes out dressed as the Jedi, and he comes out with a few stormtroopers and Darth Vader, uh, all while his band is still playing. And they'll do the songs. They'll do Yoda, and they'll do uh, The Saga Begins. Is that the name of the song? Okay. And anyway, the point is when they do that, like when they do the chant, the whole band's in it. They're all doing the head movements and the dancing and everything else. Like it's 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 an entertaining show regardless. You know, it's like going to like a, a Britney Spears concert. You might not like Britney Spears, but she's a hell of a performer and has a lot going on on stage. So something to think about. Anyway, uh, did you give us four, Phil? That was four. Okay. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start with honorable mentions of the polkas because I absolutely love all of them. Um, they're all great. They all do. You know, there's some later on he's done more themes so like the ones phil's talking about where they've gone all over the place those kind of went away as he got more into it because he's more this is the pop polka this is the rock or angry bike kid polka or whatever he calls it that's not the right name but you get my point the polka's always have been entertaining all right so i mentioned skipper dan that is absolutely one of my favorites because it's kind of original and uh it's, it's funny and there's actually a whole when you see him live there's a video that goes with it that's fun to watch so i'll give him that one um, another one I really like is don't download the song where he's just making fun of the fact of, you know, everyone downloading music and how horrible it was. And he's like, Oh no, don't do it. Stop. No, you know, kind of thing. Right. All the, um, all these poor rich artists yeah. that are making millions of dollars. Right. Yeah. They, you uh, wouldn't download a car. Would you? That's right. <laughs> well, wow. yes, I would actually, yeah. if there was an option. Yeah. Yeah. T- count me in. Um, so anyway, I have that one on there. I think I'm going to throw Jurassic Park on there. And that's partially because I really liked the video. It was all that fun claymation. It was really popular when the 90s and Jurassic Park came out. And uh, I really just love that it's not like a traditional... At the, it wasn't even a popular song at the time when it came out. It was parodying a song that was at least 10, if not older, years old. So, uh, you know, the fact that he's still trying to find ways to do that is is always great. Um, and I'm looking at my albums here. By the way, I have... Uh, six nine cds and six cassettes here as i'm looking through how many a tracks <laughs> unfortunately i don't have any what i, I how would many not... mini discs clint <laughs> mini discs i think that's I a mean... requirement if you're a weird al fan i think you have to have at least one eight track well then i'm a bad weird al fan because i don't have any um 
if I found one, I'd get one though. And that last song, it's a tough one because there's so many good ones. Um, you know what? I'm going to throw Dare to be Stupid in there, partially because it's, I think, one of the very first songs I heard. And I just love the fact of, you know, uh, <laughs> there's that line where he goes, I can't hear you. Okay, I can hear you now, <laughs> kind of thing in a song, you know? So, um, plus the video is great. There, you know, he talks about squeezing toilet paper and his head's in a microwave to get himself a tan. And that's another, he, he comes out in full costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and his band does great. too. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. The whole band changes for that one. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, another good, uh, crowd participation songs. He'll, he'll do that. I can't hear you bit for, for as long as he feels is necessary. I can't hear you. <laughs> I can't hear you. Yeah, but it's, 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 I, I, anyway, those were great. I mean, as you guys, it's amazing how we had different, you know, completely different songs, but yeah, we could appreciate the songs everybody else had. And that's kind of the whole point is, um, you know, he, he could do something for everybody and, and does entertaining. Uh, real quick, I just want to talk about uh, Amish Paradise because that popped in my head. Uh, I think, it, I don't know if it's still the only one, but I know it's one of them where the artist was like pissed that he did the song. Yeah, apparently it was some kind of miscommunication between his people and their people or something like that. And uh, I've heard rumor that he did have permission uh, officially. And then I think. Right. So basically, he. Yeah, I was going to say, I think what I've heard is that he got permission from management. And uh, then uh, Coolio heard it and was not cool with it. So, uh, but I, I think since then everybody they're they're fine with each other uh, it, it's funny but, you bring uh, that up because that's like they, the one controversial part of his vh1 behind the music right right, <laughs> it's right. Like, this is the one dark side is where he kind of sort of didn't have permission to do this one parody you know what cracks me up about that though what i was gonna say is coolio didn't mind cashing the check yeah no you know like he's well, like i didn't approve this well you, you took the money you, you can't complain i don't know that there is a check to be cashed because i don't think you pay royalties on a parody you do I think oh, you do at some okay. point. I because I've always wondered that. I, I think in my remember even in music business you do. Now it's now it's the you know um and I you know, I take that back. I think it's more of a courtesy than anything. You know what I mean? I know I know he's famous for always asking. Like he never does oh, anything. That's true. Just no. So actually, I I'm reading right now, and you're you're right. He does get royalty checks, and uh, so he he got permission from the label, but not from the artist. And ever since then, he would get permission from the artist directly. He would. Yeah. Never, that, which I don't. Enough. That's another one of those weird things where all these artists for labels don't really own the rights to their own songs most of the time. Their own library is not their library. It's for the, you know... the record studio to decide what gets used and what doesn't which but is that's still rather another even discussion ask the artist oh yeah right 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 right, right right you know and i think I mean? it's the right way to do it yeah you know? well and then the other thing to, like i, I want to know why an artist would say no because I he feel has like if, had some people turn him down i know he has prince. But I might, like, who, yeah prince that's too bad but the thing is if weird al wants to parody your song that's like a sign that you made it yeah you know what i mean uh, I, I think, don't remember uh, who it was in that special that they said that that they said that they knew they I had say made it, was it Kurt once. Cobain. Was it? Was it? I I, I want to say it was like, uh, yeah. Basically, I think they when they heard "Smells Like Nirvana," they were like super psyched about it. We've made oh, it. Yeah. Weird Al's yeah. parody. Yes. Right? Oh yeah. yeah. And that's how I look at it. Like, I, if if I was approached to say, "Hey, Weird Al made a has it wants to do a parody of your song," I, I'd be all great. Like, can I can I join him? Can I do it with him? And I mean, just like the uh, um, the money for nothing song. I mean, that's how I feel like a lot of artists would be all hell yeah. Can I be in the video? You know, kind of thing. Because 
um, it's uh, that's a sign you made it, in my opinion. You know, and he's been doing that, like I said, for fifty, you know, however many years, we'll say five decades, and you know, and even back then, if you did that, like that's a sign, you know. Oh, you know, I forgot to add on my list was Hardware Store. I was thinking about that song. Oh yeah, about. that's a clear that's one. a fun one. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Um, but to go along with that too, uh, you know, we could talk. Well, we could talk about, and we probably will continue to talk about how great he is musically and as a performer of his music, which he again absolutely is. But he's been in pop culture so long that there's so many other things he's done. Um, I know earlier, Phil, I mentioned the Weird Al show. Have you guys ever seen that? Oh yeah, yeah. Va- like I vaguely remember it. I I can remember uh, UHF. Um, that's sure. like one of my first Weird Al memories is is seeing that that movie and just being like, what am I watching exactly? Oh, it's you so know, funny it's, now though. It's kind of I don't want to say ahead of its time because I think that's putting too much that too is. much on it. But I, I as, get where you're coming from. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I know of the show, but I I can't really recall a lot about the show. Well, it came out when we were past the age of Saturday morning cartoons, and that's when it was on. It was like a late, late Saturday morning cartoon, like when all of them were over, and it was like what they did when golf wasn't on kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, the fact that he had a whole show is uh, it just shows you know how popular it was in that movie, UHF. I'm kind of bummed they never made another one because UHF was so good. Um, but the Call humor that was UHF. Yeah. Right? <laughs> or DVD or some some acronym. There's you know? another There's another knob on <laughs> <laughs> on the TV set, man. UHF then VHF. Come on, oh, yeah. we get both. Al, Al Plus, where where Al starts his own streaming service. <laughs> you know what? I, I wouldn't be shocked if that shows up one of his shows because he has so much other content. In fact, one of my favorite things he does, uh, and I, I don't know if he does this just in concert, but there might be some video of it or something, is his fake interviews where he takes interviews with celebrities and then, you know, when they switch the scene to the interviewer to the interviewee, he puts himself asking questions that, you know, they actually didn't an- mm. ask, but then the celebrity's answering it. And, oh, man, some of them in there are, like, so funny. There's um, the Celine Dion one is the one that really sticks out to me because she – I don't remember how it goes on, but she's talking about, like, eating her husband somehow. And he just <laughs> he just phrases it like, I-, I should probably go. And she's like, oh, no, it's delicious. You should stay. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. Kind of thing, you know, and – um, it, I mean, yeah, it's cheesy, but it's fun. And that's the whole point, you know, is he's just having a good time. I'm kind of surprised he's never hosted SNL now I think about it. That's, that would be another. I, there was a petition once to try to get him on the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know if, if it's still uh, I can't believe he hadn't kind been of asked to yeah. host Saturday Night Live to be a host slash musical guest. Because you think that had been, especially during the 80s and 90s of SNL and kind of during his uh, heyday, so to speak. I'm, I'm really surprised. So I'm wondering if it's one of those things where they did ask him and maybe he turned him down. I don't know. It, it's Curious. absolutely possible, yeah. But I've actually kind of, I'm, I'm looking, his IMDb list is very long because he has so many music videos, but... Um, I'm just glancing through to see if ever. I mean, like when he was trying to plug UHF, would have made perfect sense, you would mm-hmm. think. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, but nothing, nothing in here. Do you guys have a, a favorite video of his by chance? Oh Some man, these... <laughs> I know there's some good ones. <sighs> One reason I ask is I shared on my Twitter uh, that uh, smells like Teen Spirit. No, excuse me. Um, smells like Nirvana. Thank you. <laughs> it's like that's the real song, dumbass. Yeah. Um, you know that came out what. 20 years ago is that what it was yeah i mean it's been a minute 
That's so crazy to think about. And that was probably the very first video I ever saw on him of, of his. And what's funny is I thought he swore in it. Because he, yeah. he says, bug your parents. I really thought he said, fuck your parents. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. I can't believe he said that. And I'm like, why? Bug? What's wrong with bug? Oh, bug. Okay. <laughs> kind of thing. Oh, where is it? I, I'm I'm gonna have to be lame oh. and just say that most of my favorite music videos are the ones that go along with the favorite songs. Sure, that I well that makes that makes sense. Yeah, I, I just realized I'm le- I'm reading through his list and uh, headline news, where yeah. where it's uh Waltz. yeah exactly yeah. the crash test dummies parody where they are acting out uh the guy who got his butt whipped in Singapore Michael uh, something the, the I can't think of it. Michael P Fay. Um, Tanya Harding, and then uh, the Lorena Bobbitt, Bobbitt story. Yeah. So uh, it's, I think it, that's a, a really funny music video. It's so weird, y'all are mentioning all these songs, and some of them I'm like, oh, you know, it's coming back to me that there was that song, and then other ones I'm like, I don't ever remember that one. Like it's, sure. it's made me want to go back and check some stuff out. Um, if you're interested, that one actually is like the I'll call it the single from his second greatest hits album. Yes. That's where that one came from, and it's a parody of the uh, uh, Test Crash Dummies. Um, what's the name? Crash of the song? Test Dummies. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Is it just? Mm? Mm. Is that the name of the song? That's the name of the song. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. the name of the song. Just a but bunch of M's. Yeah, but that's what he's. That's what he's making. Because once there was this kid who you know yeah. kind of thing, and um, yes. And then of course there's always sound effects in his music. So there's like sound effects of the kid getting whipped or caned. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, I I think I think the video is is better than just listening to the song oh agree uh, I, I, is all those videos add something i yeah yeah well i mean well let me put it this way like i think uh eat it like you can get away with just listening to eat it without watching it uh, but i mean obviously it's a lot funnier but like right eat, mm, mm, like the fact that they're acting out the entire thing uh is is really funny so, well and i mean and it's not know, just him it's like a no bunch of different well, we're actors. talking about parody you know he does parody for the videos a lot too like like smells like nirvana is just like smells like teen spirit it happened you know it, it takes place in or a like surgeon museum. like <laughs> yes like a surgeon um exactly like the same um gosh see, there's so many songs it's hard to remember them all i'm really wanting to go through all these cds and look but yeah there i mean and there's some there's some classics that we haven't even I, that most people don't even know about um remember um aerosmith's living on the edge and he does living in the fridge living i still like fridge. that song yeah but that, <laughs> no, that didn't get like a video or any airplay or anything on the radio so yeah um, in fact in fact i feel like a lot of his music doesn't get a whole lot of airplay which is disappointing because it is pretty good a more recent one that was really good i thought was uh perform this way yes which is, uh a lady gaga parody of born this way Yes. Uh, and it's just him in these like ridiculous outfits. Well, it's it, it superimposing his head on a female body, isn't it? Right. So, uh, but there, my my favorite one is when he's now I'm Avatar. He's <laughs> just just a <laughs> blue guy from Avatar. I don't remember they're called. That's the whole point. But um, yeah, yeah. Buy yourself a bubble dress because that's the way you know. I'm sure Lady Gaga was like, hell yeah, I'm in on that kind of thing. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was like her doing the runway walk and they just put his head on top of hers because it seems like that because the thing they do but um yeah so one, one of my saddest weird Al memories though he lost the mustache that yeah. uh that, that that iconic 80s mustache along with the glasses and then mm-hmm. come the 2000s it's like who's this guy who's this yeah. clown <laughs> you know um 
I do still have my I have my Funko Pop of him, and that's the one I have is him eighty style with the Hawaiian shirt and everything else, which he still wears. But uh, that mustache, man, when that went away, I was I was disappointed. I gotta admit. I mean, I understand why he did it. He only had it for like forty years, but it's like going from sideshow Bob to sideshow Mel. <laughs> That's it, exactly it, the it was definitely when he changed his look. It was very, very weird. Uh, just because you were so used to like that was his iconic look, right? And then now suddenly it's like, wait, he's not wearing the glasses. He doesn't have the mustache. He he grew his hair out. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just everything about it was very uh, jarring as far as what you were used to but i think that was kind of the point yeah oh yeah oh yeah totally agree totally agree um i'm, I'm thinking there was something i need to go back i was looking through his imdb page like he famously directed and i'm trying to find where that is or maybe i'm just making that up but you might um, be. it sounds like something i would do and that that's totally <laughs> fair i know he's been i know he's produced a few things at least i thought he did but oh that's why i skipped it. i skipped that whole part of it uh, director, let's see, a lot of videos. Please, Clint, just read off his whole IMDb page to right? us. Fill right. about 15 minutes it, it, real it's quick. It's a 90-minute podcast, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic in. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bore you all with that, but uh, it is funny to look through his IMDb page. His acting credit start in 1983, and you know, of course, go to current day, but um, you know, <laughs> some of these math net tape heads. You know, like you just look through some of these titles and you're like, what is that? But then Spy Hard. Remember he did the opening or closing credits for that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I really feel like Weird Al is probably that kind of guy that if you call up and you're like, hey, uh, do you want to be in this movie about? Yes, I'm in. Like, you don't even have to tell him what it's in. Do you want to be in this movie? Yes. Yes, I want to be in the movie. Go ahead. That's fine. I'll be in the movie. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm with you. Well, I know it took him forever to get him on The Simpsons. Like, really? I think, yeah, because he didn't do his first. He, he's been on it twice now, but he didn't do it till 2003. Hmm. And I know they've been. I, I remember they were trying. And I don't know if it was like a scheduling conflict or what, but they didn't have him on. And finally, they got him on. And you know, they were really happy to get him. So you know, he's been on twice as himself. He was a character and tapped out, which you know is a pretty big deal because they didn't usually do the special guests. So um, definitely happy to get him there. Looking through some more. Tim and Eric's awesome show. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it was. He, he plays a. I think he plays a record producer in that weird thing on Funny or Die. <laughs> He's yelling at himself. Oh my uh, god! Uh, he plays. Doesn't he play um, like Hitler in uh, Drunk History? I think. Oh, I'm sure that sounds like. Yeah, something he would hang do. on a minute. I, oh, he he I, he definitely plays a Nazi in Drunk Hits in Drunk History, which is hilarious. Well, I love when he just does special appearances. He was on um, last week tonight when they were they were they were basics. The thing with the model was fuck 2016 because it was the end of the year. Yeah, and uh, he's like, you know, 2016 falls way beyond. You know, he won't. He's still kid friendly, but he's still funny when he does it. So, um, damn it, now I gotta find this drunk history. He plays. He does play Adolf Eichmann or slash Adolf Hitler. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he plays Eichmann and Hitler. Yeah, uh, and it's just it's just so ridiculous to see him like as as weird Al as Hitler. Right. And that's the thing, even when he's in makeup or has his hair cut or you know whatever, you can still kind of tell it's him. It's always uh, it's always funny how when he does these roles that he always has some feature that really stands out, and you can tell it's still him. Yeah. And then of course he's done voices for all in BoJack Horseman, American Dad, 
Oh, he was in Bill and Ted Face the Music? I didn't know that. Anyway, as you can see, he's been in quite a bit and continues to be in quite a bit. So, we're Weird Al fans, basically the moral of this story. Yeah, go check out his new tour, uh, the ridiculously ill-advised, self-indulgent vanity tour, the return of that. Um, yeah, but the title wasn't long enough right, to that, add some more to it. Yeah, that's the joke. But uh, just be warned that this tour is all uh, quote-unquote originals. It is not uh, straight parodies, so you will not hear Fat, you will not hear Eat It, you will not hear Smells Like Nirvana. Uh, it's all the other stuff that he didn't normally play on his tours for the past 30 years. Uh, so... If you're going in expecting that stuff, uh, don't, but there's so much great material out there, uh, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, he has also said if he's doing two nights in a city, uh, which he is in Denver, uh, mm. there will be no repeats between the two nights. That's so crazy. They will be two completely different shows. Uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Are, are, so are you, are you I'm going, going both, both nights. You are going both nights. I'm going both nights. Who's going with you? Nobody. <laughs> My oh. wife ain't going. Uh, are you going? I don't know. But... I, I'm not, but now that our, our, our Tragic Foo Fighters uh, concert has been canceled, I might have to find a ticket to that instead because that'd there be fun go. to go to. Because yeah. he's playing, now they're playing at the cock, uh, Opera House, right? Uh, the what house? What did you the, say at first? The Cock House. Uh, the L- L- yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah. But Phil heard it called. too. Yeah. Right. I, uh, I think the last time I saw him, he was at Paramount, but I think you're right. He may be at Ellie Cockins. Um. But anyway, my point is, I mean, still another big venue, and I, I'd be really cool to see. Because, I, I, like I said from the get-go, like, his original music isn't bad at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very curious to hear what he plays both nights, you know? I know yeah. there's ways to look that up, but the fact that he's the fact that he's doing that in solid shows speaks to his popularity and his talent, really. Right. And his base. Oh, and one other thing that was unique about the last tour that I thought was really cool was he would close it out with a straight cover not a parody not a stylistic thing just a straight cover of a song that he and his band had never done before and it was a different song in every city so like a different Uh, like a cover of an actual not not something of his an actual cover of like i don't know whoever he's doing it of it it could be it could be (laughs) uh are you gonna be my girl by jet uh all-star by smash mouth uh (laughs) crocodile rock by elton john there you Um, go you know, a, yeah, anything here. Let me see which one they did in Denver. Uh, oh, it's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. By oh R. my yeah. god, so much fun! And so, they play. Did you go to that show? I did go to that yeah, show. Yeah, do they, they actually? Does he play the accordion with that song? Then I don't remember if he played guitar or accordion. Okay, but uh, I think he played guitar. I mean, I, an accordion. I, he would brought be out the accordion. He he definitely brought out the accordion. He did a he did a polka live. Um, so that was pretty great. I do love me but, the polkas. Yeah, it's every single night he would do an encore song that was just a straight cover of a song that they had never done before. That's so awesome. That was pretty cool, and I'm hoping they uh, they, they keep continue the tradition that. going. Yeah, I bet I would. Why wouldn't they? I mean, if they could do <laughs> it's a it, a lot of music out there. Just remembering it all, it's impressive. Because, I mean, that's the thing about you guys see people touring is, you know, yeah, they wrote these songs. But, you know, especially in his case, they were 40 years ago. Like, mm-hmm. they has not played them since then. How are you going to remember that? <laughs> you know, especially because usually they have the same set every night, which is totally understandable. Because I can't, you know, I don't know how to play guitar, so <laughs> I can't comment. But uh, having his foot different every night is impressive. 
I mean, I'm sure they have, you know, a set, uh, set list A and set list B. I imagine they wouldn't have more than two nights, but still. Right. You know, that's impressive and, and should be appreciated. So I'm anxious to hear what you think when you see it and uh, and hear it, I should say, mm-hmm. when you go. But I, I do enjoy his performances. They're always great. They're always very upbeat. They're very um, exciting. And, he, and what he does, too, is he actually puts a bunch of songs together in a, like, montage kind of style. So... He'll start with like pretty fly for a rabbi and then he'll go into, um, you know, keep him separated to do both offspring songs at the same time. And then he'll break into uh, all about the uh, Pentiums and, you know, whatever the case. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he'll just keep switching up, switching up, switching up, switching up. So uh, and it's like a minute on each song. Um, Another thing that I think he does, and I've seen Weird Al with my mom and uh, shout out to Clint's mom. And... um, (laughs) You know, one thing she pointed out is he what he does is he does the parody when he's doing especially the polkas when he's doing the parody. He has the real video for that song playing like behind him or on the screens or whatever. And they have it. So he is singing at the same pace and singing the same words at the same time. Right. And I'll the, speed up the music videos. Right. right. I remember uh, um, basically put him in sync with uh, with Al. I'm trying to think the one I noticed was uh, despite all my rage. I'm still uh, the, the weird um, bullet with butterfly wings. Yeah, and uh, um, and and that's the song I remember seeing that really work really well on. While Billy Corgan's yelling and he's sitting there playing the accordion, and they match side by side, so it's pretty impressive (laughs) to be honest. So uh, the showmanship is bar none, of course. So I can't, I can't, uh, I I really can't say too much about it because it's great. Yeah, it's great. I I just looked it up. There, there is a uh, a YouTube video out there. Uh, it's not, you know, video of him performing, but it's the audio of every single song from that tour. Um, it's over four, almost four, it's four hours and 10 minutes long. Wow. And it's every single cover from every single show uh, that he did. So, so you should know what you're listening to at work tomorrow. Got it. Pretty much. <laughs> Twice, right? It's four hours. Oh, well, sure, sure. I, I, yeah, you do you, but yes, I'm happy to. <laughs> Well, anyway, um, any other thoughts on Mr. Al Yankovic? Not much. I mean, I uh, we barely even touched on the movie. I think it's a, an authorized autobiography. Well, autobiography. He he's working on it, right? Yes, he's involved. Yes, he's part. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So he's involved. Uh, so it's more like a uh, Elton John's autobiography, where he was involved in that. Well, Elton well. John, but Elton John's autobiography was an auto. I forgot how they phrased it, but it was like he was involved, but it wasn't really an autobiography. It was like his story. Oh, right. Yeah, no, that's fair. But I so, mean, more so than like, you know, obviously Freddie Mercury's dead. And uh, like, so they couldn't have done yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. You right. know, but no uh, but yeah, that. he's involved in it. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe seems like genuinely psyched about it. I'm just uh, that, that's such an interesting casting choice. Yeah. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying it's weird. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I could be completely wrong and it'll go great, but uh, I did have to see a couple of, oh my God. So I am on the idea, IMDB page. There you go Daniel again. Rad- <laughs> yep. I'm just going to recite it off for you at this point. Um, Daniel Radcliffe is Weird Al Yankovic, as you know. Evan Rachel Wood is Madonna, which I find interesting. Rain Wilson, Dwight Schrute himself, is Dr. Demento. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I actually understand that casting much more than others. Um, I was hoping to see him as if he was starting or something, but I'm not really recognizing any of the names. But for some reason, they had to cast somebody as Hulk Hogan. 
um they have a teenage al what's that i said that's interesting yeah i wonder i wonder why hulk hogan's evolved i can't think of a real reason for that but i don't know go to uh hulk hogan's imdb page and read it off to us and see if we can figure it out <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, I, if I wanted to see shitty movies, I'd go watch them. You know, that's <laughs> hey man, No Holds Barred was great. Yeah, didn't he? What was the one where he's on the boat? Something Thunder? I don't know. Yeah, I pass. <laughs> but anyways, um, just interesting to see that there's for some reason Hulk Hogan, Doctor Nemeno, Julianne Nicholson as Mary Yankovic, which is interesting. I do recognize I think that's that his name. mom. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. So. And the, but the actress playing him is the one from um, I'm going to confirm that before I say that so it's loading but from Grey's Anatomy I think oh maybe not nope I lied I don't think so no I lied it's just, he's an old school though I think that's what I'm thinking of anyway my regardless there's a, an interesting casting but it'll be good uh, when is it supposed to come out let's go back and see because I do want to see it obviously Let's see. It is due out. I don't. I don't actually. It doesn't have a date on it. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't think they've announced it yet. No. I don't even know if they've wrapped filming. Yeah, good point. I'm sure they. I'm sure they haven't. But the fact that it's on Roku makes it sound like it come out like the next day. Oh, we're done. All right. Go ahead and it. <laughs> really on demand. Yeah, basically, huh? But like I said. it's fine go ahead (laughs) kind of thing but they do have the weird al yankovic story in here which does have uh, as i said aaron paul from breaking bad you know is on there as al Uh, i think uh, olivia wilde's in there as madonna imdb has it marked as post-production so they're done filming uh they're they're I'm sure editing and uh, doing whatever they got to do to make it amazing. <laughs> Pat and Oswald is Dr. Demento in that one. Yeah. Love yeah. Pat and Oswald. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm also Although a fan. Although Rainwell's great too. Oh, I yeah, totally. They're both, they're both uh, very effective owls. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, and, and Weird Al is in that as a producer, as I mentioned. So, And I think you'll be able to tell which ones is him pretty easily. Oh, Weird Al. My childhood coming back at me. Because I think I think Weird Al might be the first, in this case, cassette I ever purchased. Nice. I'm trying to remember if that's the case. I just remember I had a great friend, and uh, when when a new Al album would come out, we would get together and just listen to it the whole way through. Oh, that's um, awesome. It was kind of a little ritual we had together. And, uh, and then just talk about what our favorite ones were and all that. Dare to be Stupid was the album, or the cassette. And I remember it was fourth grade. I took it to school and it got stolen. Oh no! <laughs> so I know who stole it now, but um, yeah. Did you get revenge? <sighs> Probably not. Oh, I should have, but that's yeah. what this I was about. But but luckily, we live in a generation now where it's not exactly hard to get music. I mean, you can just go to Spotify and get it pretty easily. So, oh well, all's well that ends well, I guess. But yes, I remember that. And, I think my brother bought some of these cassettes I have, and I've, he listened with him quite a bit. And good stuff, man. Good stuff. Good memories. Good times. Great oldies, literally. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's. Uh, I think that pretty much wraps up. Unless you guys have anything, all the other additional thoughts on uh, Alfred Yankovic and his polka band. Wrap it up, B. Wrap it up, B. Cool. Well, Phil, thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you. My for pleasure. Um, 
want to give us any plugs where we can find you on social media, what you're up to, etc.? Uh, you can find me every Tuesday night playing uh, Nintendo with Clint. Almost every Tuesday night, unless one of us has something going on. But uh, uh, twitch.tv slash Phil on my own, or uh, The Dorksman on uh, Twitch every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's it for me. Okay, fair enough. Well, And I always appreciate you hosting those, because we always do have a good time. But I know it's... Uh, I was like, I can't do it anymore. Phil, you do it. Okay. <laughs> so i do appreciate that you're lucky I, I like you yeah well luckily we i think we have a good time we played mario we kart do. last night and phil actually took first i think in all the races so uh screw I, you at the I, same was, time. I was on that night i guess i just that's uh pretty abnormal for me hey whatever if, if the shoe fits and a w is a w right if you're not right. first you're last so i'll take, take it. it um as for joey and i of course dorksman twitter instagram phil mentioned twitch i did mention tiktok in myspace LinkedIn. I don't think we have a LinkedIn, but we could. We do actually have a MySpace page. I I do get <laughs> I get it when I look it through my feed, and we get like three views a week. So, um, cool. But our yeah, like this, <laughs> the episode gets posted there. So if you want to listen to it there, awesome. I mean, I'm not going to stop you, and I appreciate the feedback or the the attention, but not at all necessary. But basically, you can find us wherever you need to find us on social media. Hashtag Ask the Dorksman. Please ask us questions. That's the hashtag I look up. Um, anytime you think of anything, anytime, any topic, I mean, we look at, we read Manny's question today. Manny asks some of the silliest questions we've ever heard. They are in the queue though. So it's, I'm not saying we'll never answer them, but I am saying they're, they have to be very topical let's put it like that for some of them to answer, but we do appreciate Manny and anybody who hashtag ask the dorksman. Um, cross streams media is of course the podcast medium. You should be checking out. Three Beers and a Mic, Secondary Heroes, the Dan Aykroyd podcast, Veering Ain't Easy. And again, they're adding more and more all the time. So please, please, please check them out. All the shows, uh, there's something for everybody there. So if you enjoy ours, I know you'll find something else you enjoy there, like the STS guys or uh, the Toy Red Movie podcast or Toy Rewind podcast, etc. and so forth. So check that out. Um, I think that's all the housekeeping I had. We'll be back Tuesdays for Twitch night, as Phil mentioned. No idea what we're playing this week, but I think that's all I got. Joey, got anything to add? Yep. All right. Well, then, uh, let's wrap that up. And as always, word homies. Join us next week as Clint reads Rodney Dangerfield's IMDb. <laughs> Phil, you got to sign off. Oh, uh, bite my shiny metal ass. <laughs> Perfect. This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.